HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. Hi, this is Celia Kutcher, host of Animal Instinct, and you are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, and welcome to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, and welcome back, us, I guess. Heritage Radio has been on a break for last month, and it feels odd not to be here every Tuesday at 3 because it's the most consistent thing in my life. Um, so, yeah, welcome back, us, and even more so, welcome us back uh, if you're around Monday, September 21st, 5 to 10 p.m. We're having a website relaunch party here at Roberta's Pig Rose. Our man, Jack Inslee, will be DJing. It's going to be a blast. And again, you know, we're back we're, and we're bigger. We're going to be better than ever. So uh, join us this season and many to come. Um, it, it's kind of a great show to start uh, the season on because I literally did wake up and smell the coffee, but not the one that you'd expect. Uh, I woke up and smelled the mushroom coffee because who we have here today has devised a whole business around the I- idea of fungi. So tell me, Taro, about your fun guys, and also, how the heck do you pronounce your last name? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so hi, everybody. Uh, so my name is Taro, and last name would be Isaac Copula in American way, or if you really want to put it Finnish, it's Taro Isocopula. We want to put it Finnish. Yeah, so you got to roll the R. So yeah. everybody speaks Spanish, it's probably easier for you yeah. guys. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, so growing up, y- you are... F- Finish. Um, Nordic cuisine itself has taken the world by storm, but obviously there's a lot more than just Norway, and and I mean it's it's separated into a lot of different countries, and I think Finnish is the one that's maybe least known. Probably that or Iceland. Yeah, I mean those are like a little different from from uh, Denmark, Norway, Sweden. So um, 
Yeah, so I grew up in Finland, uh, to in the town of Nokia, you know, like the phone, you know, it originally started there, they made rubber boots, and then they evolved, (laughs) (laughs) or devolved, I don't know what it is, Um, we have a family farm there, I grew up, we don't know how long we've had it, but at least since then, like, 16, 19, so me and my brother are like 13 generation, very liberal, we've even had two women run the farm back in the day, so pretty liberal stuff and my dad is like a professional she's agronomist he traveled around the world with like farm machines and mom teaches physiology and anatomy so that's kind of grew up um but to the nordic point it's it's funny like i started my first mushroom company like 10 years ago and i can tell you that like then being an entrepreneur was not cool like i think <laughs> now everybody has a startup i yeah. don't know was it like the facebook movie or what or i don't know why but like that's really hot which i love because it's more innovation and like Finns were just like and in Nordic in general it was not cool unless you were like a blonde Swedish big breast techno singer or something yeah. like that it was not cool to be from the Nordic countries and our food like Italians and the French and everybody always hated like Silvia Berlusconi told that like the worst food in, in the world comes from Finland so <laughs> now that it's trending you know wild food seasonal eating all that stuff you know it's so much easier to be Nordic but um, yeah hopefully it will it will be something that everybody can learn from a little bit. I mean, I jokingly said, what I know of Finland is ski jumping. <laughs> uh, but that's not true. I think I actually know, World's Strongest Man might have had some competitors there yeah, too. A lot, but, yeah. But, I mean, ski jumping is, is an embedded part of your culture. It is totally. So, like, that will give you an indication how mad we are. We jump from a huge man-made hill, you know, you know, hundreds of meters. I don't know how many feet that is, but a ridiculous amount into a you just google that and ski jumping it's it's mental and then we love like we have the sauna competitions where you're in the sauna as long as possible last time they held it a russian guy died finnish man went to coma we have mobile phone throwing contests air guitar swamp football so you play football in in a swamp so like that that kind of backwards kind of people so no no not (laughs) expressive and you know Starting a mushroom company, you know, uh, the single subject thing wasn't just, um, you know, being a backwards person. It, it was being forward thinking and progressive. And with this idea, not of only, you know, that fun should surround whatever you do, but that health and restorative quality should be very important, too. Well, that's what I believe. You know, that's what I keep saying. So, you know, mushrooms are they've suffered from food racism. You know, they're like mushrooms and bacteria are like obviously like us especially like social political reasons are like the big thing now like racial questions i guess they've always been but they still are like everybody talks about racial issues but in food as well like there's been things that have suffered from food racism and and there was a point when everybody was always washing their hands and scared of bacteria and now luckily like kimchi sauerkraut bacteria probiotics are trending and the same hopefully is happening with mushrooms a lot of people just thought mushrooms are psychedelic mushrooms or portobello mushrooms and that's just like the most narrow view of everything is like it's like thinking oh like animals are a kingdom as well and blue whale and a chihuahua are drastically different even though they're both animals and they're even both mammals which is so they're like pretty close animals to each other so same way fungi have a lot of variety and a lot of beauty and actually great health benefits so you know i'm i'm glad to see in the last two years you know, mushrooms are trending and happy to help with that mission globally and hopefully help people eat healthier. Yeah, so. I mean, I think one of the fears about mushrooms is whether or not it's poisonous towards somebody. You know, going out in the field, how do you test for pesticides, heavy metals, uh, irradiation? Yeah, so 
if there's one bad apple, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't eat anything. So there's actually like a very small group of things that are poisonous among the whole fungi kingdom. So small amount of them. Um, and the same way there's plants. So it's not like nobody's eating spinach or tomatoes because there are plants that are poisonous. You know, there's a lot of plants that are poisonous and it's not stopping us from eating. And, and the same way you can farm mushrooms uh, in a natural way. So it doesn't mean that all of them are from the wild. So that's first and foremost, you know, so uh, we eat plants even though they're poisonous plants. So don't be scared of them. Secondly is like when we talk about health beneficial mushrooms, we often talk about the tree mushrooms. That's something that people just like for some reason don't understand that a lot of mushrooms grow on trees. So if we walk on the forest and you see an odd thing coming out of the tree, it's probably a fungi. And those are like what you call the medicinal mushrooms or, you know, um, or inedible mushrooms. Those are the kind of better for you mushrooms. Whereas the ground mushrooms that you find in the grocery store, you more eat for protein. Um, um, and, and the medicinal mushrooms you eat for other benefits for your immune system, hormonal balance, other things like that. So, And none of them are poisonous. So it's unless it glow, <laughs> glows in the dark, <laughs> you're safe to pick any tree mushroom, but you should be knowing what you get from the ground mushrooms. And then finally, for quality, like with any other food, Especially if you buy packaged goods like what we do, our mushrooms, just make sure that you buy from a brand that, you know, has done their homework and is doing lab testing, especially around like um, heavy metals and irradiation because mushrooms are like the vacuum cleaners of the forest. So they're essentially cleaning up things which are good for the planet. But when we eat them, we just want to make sure that they've not accumulated or hyperaccumulated toxins. So mushrooms can grow anywhere from Antarctica to the nuclear reactor of Chernobyl. So, but they they're there to clean a lot of stuff. So when you eat them, you just want to make sure yeah. that they you take them from isolated. I, I truthfully think of them like oysters too, because they are such they they are filtration in in that sense that they're correct. Yeah, you know, but people think of oysters as a luxury, but um, not often mushrooms as a luxury outside of the like chanterelle or morel yeah. or you know truffle family, which really isn't a mushroom. Yeah, I I think it's interesting actually. Like the high end, high end people have been pretty mushroom friendly. So if you go to really fancy restaurants, usually you get pretty good mushrooms. So I think like Michelin star restaurants and obviously now the whole Nordic wild food movement, paleo movement are very supportive of the mushrooms as well. So that has been helping. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right. Um, you know, beyond those few few things, few couple like luxury mushrooms. There's not much around there. so. I mean, coffee, though, sometimes does feel a, like a luxury here, especially when you spend $5 yeah. on a <laughs> totally you know, like slow drip, this, that. Yeah. Um, your mushroom coffee is supposed to be accessible in, in a way that, you know, high-end mushrooms aren't. Talk to me about what mushrooms are in the blend and, you know, what its qualities are. Yeah, I mean, so if we take one step back, like our goal is to help people eat healthier by taking... Like Four Sigma, the name of the company is like the geekiest way of saying that we only represent the 50 most researched foods in the world. And out of the 50, about 10 are mushrooms. People don't realize that about 40% of all pharmaceuticals are derived from mushrooms. And they're literally after things like marijuana and tobacco and ginseng, the most studied foods in the world. So, um, and when we figured out like why don't people eat more mushrooms, education is obviously one thing. But the other thing is flavor. 
So we looked at like a lot, lot of the best mushrooms, the tree mushrooms are extremely bitter. And we figured out a lot of people don't eat anything bitter in the US anymore. And then we like, there's a couple exceptions. One is chocolate and the other one is coffee. And especially coffee is something that people don't realize that they're actually like home herbalists. So if you ever do that drip coffee, you're like a herbalist. And it's the highest source of antioxidants in the American society. And, and biggest causes of death are related to our cardiovascular things like heart disease and other vas- aspects. And antioxidants are good for those. So coffee can be great for you and for your health just got to be mindful of it now coffee has a couple bad things to it one is that it's extremely acid forming and the other part is that it is stimulant that will drain your adrenals so a lot of people who drink coffee all the time might have adrenal fatigue you know dark circles around their eyes so and once you go back to historical use you figure out a lot of smart stuff like for example during the second world war coffee was a luxury product because there was a lack of coffee beans you know just global trading and uh People use this chocolate mushroom, which is grows also here in northeast. Um, it grows in like northern climates, so Canada, Finland, Sweden. It was used as a coffee substitute because it looks exactly like coffee and tastes like a mild, really smooth coffee. It doesn't have as bitter flavors, but it's full of these trace minerals and minerals that make it more alkaline. But once you put 50-50, it's like, you know, 50-50 drinks. You put normal coffee, so we use like an Arabica coffee. Um, and with the chocolate mushroom, the coffee is more overpowering so it tastes exactly like a normal coffee except it is super smooth and less you know acidic and then we add another mushroom called cordyceps which is good for your adrenals it's one of the best adrenal supporters so you get like you have less than half of the caffeine even a quarter of the caffeine but like double the effects because these mushrooms cordyceps for example increases oxygen intake which is a way of getting energy without stimulation so if you know it's an old trick. If you're tired, you breathe deep and you feel better. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you should breathe for a second too. That would, that was a long. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, I'm glad because you know we usually just kind of uh, kind of like mushrooms. There's so much fungal activity underneath the earth, but we only recognize them once they kind of pop up. You know, they're 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 living underneath so many different things, from brushes to trees to bushes. But it, there's a living organism there that that has this amazing restorative quality itself because it can regenerate. So it only makes sense that it can be regenerative or helpful to our systems too of things that we need. Yeah, because of the DNA similarity that I mentioned, where they're very bioavailable for us, and they're literally the oldest things on the planet, so we're the first things to come from the sea to the land, and pretty much all plants require mushrooms to collect water, but also we can use their medicinal properties, hence the connection with why a lot of pharmaceutical companies use them. Now, they isolate the mushroom, so they might take a mushroom that has 500 active compounds, and they only take one or two, so they can get their own intellectual property behind it they innovated it Mm -hmm. you know something like that so um but yeah they have very healing properties and if you just like basic google or go to our website foursigmafoods.com like there's a lot of free materials and just read up on it and you'll be amazed and i just want to throw in one interesting fact for it if there's any listeners on the west coast the world's largest and oldest organism is a mushroom so there's a about 2,000 years old mushroom living in Oregon. Yeah, yeah. And it is about 20,000 basketball courts. So something like, I, I think is it two or 400 blue whales. It's like ridiculous. But think of a one mushroom, one cell level thick. That is 20,000 basketball courts. And it's the oldest and largest living being on this planet in Oregon. So, you know, just is something to think about. Yeah, it's, it's a very healthy organism too. Um of mushrooms themselves, you know, we've talked about shaga and uh, cordyceps. I've actually 
picked lion's mane before. Um, what other mushrooms do you think are native to the New York region that people should be looking at alternatively, maybe even those tree mushrooms as well? Yeah, I mean, that's great. That's a great question. Because I think, like, a lot of people, when they start something new, they get overwhelmed. And just understanding that, like, life in general, you, if you want to study math, you don't start with, like, you know, PhD-level math. You start with the basics. So, like, finding one or two mushrooms that you can recognize and go with those. And one of the ones you could find almost all of New York State and on the east northeast is turkey tail. Um and it has like one lookalike, the fake turkey tail, but that's not poisonous either. It's pretty easy to recognize. Even the Latin name refers to it looking like a little bit like a rainbow. So it's like this half circle with a little bit of color is grow- growing on like decaying trees. Very easy to spot, you know, good for your immune system. So that's probably the, one of the easiest. Then depending where you are, chaga and lion's mane mushroom. And then the cousin of reishi mushroom. So almost as medicinal, it's Canoder uh, machuca but it looks very much like reishi. Those are probably the ones. And then there is lobster mushroom and chicken of the woods, which you probably are also spot. They also grow on trees, um, taste like lobster, surprisingly, or chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of vegetarians and vegans use them as a, you know, quote unquote, meat substitute for those. <clears throat> so finding those, but in generally, whatever grows on the trees in the Northeast, you're probably safe to take. Grab it, sun-dried, it collects vitamin D, and then start Googling and figuring out what did you find. <laughs> yeah. so, but turkey tail is probably probably going to be your easiest bet. You can literally find it Prospect Park. You can find it like Central Park. You can find it in a lot of places. Yeah, so. and luckily, um, there's the New York State Mycological Foundation or, yeah. or a group that you can join and go foraging with and you know help identify so you're not just always burning up your data plan in the middle of the woods trying to you know, <laughs> totally. Google and identify these things. And there's a couple ground mushrooms that they will help you figure out as well that are easy to spot, which are just great to saute on a pan or something like that. So there's a, these are, I focus more on the, on the tree mushrooms considering their safety, but these guys will help you find a couple ground mushrooms, these culinary mushrooms as well. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk more about the fun guys in the growing community of Four Sigma Foods. You've been listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here with Taro of Four Sigma Foods. So we were talking about, you know, the the medicinal properties and um, not to go into a more sobering subject, but 
something else that has been studied um, widely, vastly, and it's still just kind of at the precipice of being figured out, is cancer. Um, but there are these ties between mushrooms and cancer uh, that you've explored and you found associations with, you know, whether or not it's these mushrooms may help alleviate some of that or the way that we research or think about these things may be of similar vein. Yeah. Um, so obviously this is an important topic, cancer in the U.S. I think it's the second or third biggest cause of death. So something like 580,000 or something like people die every year in the U.S. alone of cancer. So it's a huge thing. What do we also know about cancer is that um, roughly like one in two now say that we'll get cancer, but like a lot of talk experts would argue that every one of us will get cancer during our lifetime, but half of the people will have a strong enough immune system to fight against it. So, you know, essentially it's going to attack you, but your shield is on, so <laughs> you can avoid it. And what we also know about different cancers is that happens when our immune system is jeopardized. So essentially we have these internal cops or security officers, and, and if they take a break or so our immune system is passive, they, they are not that good at fighting pathogens and viruses, bacteria. And what we know about mushrooms is there's, they're literally like the studied foods in the world. And if you just Google, you know, cancer and mushroom, you'll find that a lot of the top cancer hospitals in the world and a lot of the researchers have studied this connection. And still there is a lot more research to be done. But early indications is that there's few compounds in mushrooms that seem to get absorbed in our colon and help with our gut biome in general. And they, they seem to modulate. So there is an extensive amount of research that especially these polysaccharides these beta d glucans get modulating our immune system so if it's down it's helping to raise it but this is also another interesting part is the opposite of cancer almost is autoimmune when your immune system is hyperactive so when you the security officers are attacking even healthy cells and mushrooms the modulation has been seen to help with that so if you also want to check out stuff around like ms lupus just you know google it and find out more uh, research is constantly working on it but the early indications are very positive. So that's why for every box, we, for example, our company sells, we donate free product to um, you know, cancer patients and people fighting against it so they can you know, test it. You know, obviously, they want their doctors to prove it and all that stuff. But you know, it's alongside traditional therapies. It's, it's a great support for immune system. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I personally suffer from psoriasis, and I've been kind of playing around with your products to see if that will help certain things. And, you know, it, it does. It it gives you some kind of vigor. It gives you some kind of energy that I hadn't experienced before. So uh, I'm hopeful and thankful that this product is on the market. Yeah. I mean, especially if you want to look into chaga mushroom and the Russia, the, the research the Russians have done around that and and skin and psoriasis it's it's pretty interesting so and that dates back to several hundred years so it's it's gone also through the test of time partly so but there's a lot of top um western universities focusing on mushroom research and fungi research so it's not it's it's not hype or no joke so yeah see i always just thought that the nordic uh, community had great skin because of all the reindeer <laughs> meat and lemon berries i mean the berries help as well so yeah. um that or the vodka i don't know what it yeah. is but and i know, always so. thought the colon was clean because of all the rye breads yeah i mean <laughs> there's definitely fiber i mean our lifestyle is partly healthy partly yeah not, but uh, well well let's talk about that lifestyle let's talk about the fun guys and and i'm, I'm saying f-u-n-g-u-y-s not not fungi and mispronouncing it um who are they and 
what is this community that you've grown? Yeah, I mean, that partly started as a joke. When we started the company and we know that we'll focus on mushrooms, you know, obviously you come with the, the old joke of fun guy, fun guys, you know. You know, why did the mushroom get invited to the bar? You know, because he's a fun guy. How many and, mushroom jokes do you have? Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> so we thought first that was like, silly but then it, it just sticked you know and so we had a community we started like self-funded so we didn't really have money or marketing or just like spread out wirely and and we had people supporting us so this like community started building up so um and it's still you know growing and we're trying to figure out events we're opening you know a mushroom store in west hollywood and stuff like that so finding ways of like foraging around the world with them learning with them we try to share them free information free ebooks online videos all that stuff but we've had like a lot of support of, of people who you know are mushroom friendly who are chaka friendly who are shroom delicious and who you know love the movement or have had you know they've noticed it on their health and they subscribe to the you know the power of, of, of Mother Nature and the power of healing mushrooms and, and they've been supporting of us and you know we try to give back as much as we can with you know knowledge, education but also like events and obviously you know getting them products and stuff like that. So Yeah, I mean you look on the website, there is a community board and you, you can actually read people's bios and it goes anywhere from musicians to artists to uh, I think there is a ski jumper on there. I'm not a no, I'm kidding. But there, there are definitely athletes, and you know, people incorporate mushrooms into their lifestyle. Like you said, aside from the the you know crazy drug uh, uh, mushrooms that were once. No, I I I embrace everybody. I wanna I embrace the guy who takes who's into psilocybin, but also uses our mushrooms. You know, that's cool. I'm also embracing like you know the former prime minister of finland using our mushrooms he he's a triathlete like you know it's all good same with you know hollywood celebrities or whoever you know it doesn't it doesn't matter and and that's why i think is also like a lot of these health food have been like exclusive and stuff like that and it, that's the opposite of nature which is it's like inclusive so that's what we try to be so whatever diet if you're vegan or paleo when embrace that you know find the common ground rather than the opposite so yeah, I mean, we didn't talk too much about cooking with mushrooms per se, but I know you you, you enjoy that aspect of it too, the culinary side. Yeah, hopefully next year there will be a cookbook as well. So yeah. in the U.S., so be on the lookout for that. Excellent. So definitely, Excellent. definitely, cooking is is cool. So that's what I mean. Like I've worked with nutrition a long time, and for a long time ago, I st- I, I don't learn that much from nutritionists or doctors, to be honest. Like there is like base knowledge you have to acquire, but after that, it just gets so isolated and so like. But you learn so much from like farmers and chefs. Like I think if you want to learn about health, learn it through the fun way and learn it through like chefs. And it's like so much easier to sustain when you have fun with cooking and food rather than like being stressed about it. Like what can I eat and what I can't eat. So that's my like philosophy on health and nutrition. So yeah, it's a wonderful one. And you can find your products at Whole Foods. Yeah, I mean, um, so we started like three years ago, mostly in Finland. So we sell in like 25 countries. And last year, we moved the business here to New York. So now we're, yay, an American company, corporation. And then we started selling in like January. Um, So we're expanding. So it depends where you live. You can always buy it at like Amazon Prime, Thrive Market, or our website. And then depending on the areas, you can find it in major natural food retailers so that's your sprouts or some whole foods or even urban outfitters but if in doubt you can always find it online on amazon or our website or something like that so. yeah and when is your next foraging trip um 
depends. Uh, could be tomorrow. I might go with a couple friends to Central Park to see what we can find there right now. After that, I'm held in Baltimore and L.A. So I, I technically live now a lot now in Venice Beach. And unfortunately, Southern California doesn't have a lot of good foraging. So there's a little bit of a bummer. The only thing you can find is like sage or stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I was just in the Hamptons for a while and I found some awesome rose hip. Rose hip, be on the lookout for that. It's on the side of roads. A lot of vitamin C, super easy to find. Uh, I used to play as a kid. But that's a great forage here. Very easy. Spotted everywhere good foreskin and 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 building tissues and stuff like that so excellent well i'm going to be drinking all of these products and then experimenting with them too because i think they have a culinary application themselves you know as as seasonings as you know uh, not just necessarily coffee and hot chocolate um because those are those are carriers those are ways to get people interested exactly those are the lead dominoes there's like flavors people know but definitely check into mushrooms they are umami you know that's like essentially the you know um what do you call it it's like the the magic touch on cooking in general like that flavor you want to get into and mushrooms can have it a lot so you know try it play with it Excellent. So if you're not going to ski jump, at least stop by Four Sigma Foods and check out what Taro and Fun Guys have in store or stop by your local Whole Foods, which we also have to thank, coincidentally, as a sponsor today. Stars aligned. Yeah, It just makes sense today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Again, always thanks to Jack Inslee for producing, engineering this show. Uh, The music also, as always, is Cookies, the band. Thanks, Ben, for that. And... We want to thank you as a listener for tuning in. And if you, you know, liked what you heard today, obviously check us out on iTunes, download that podcast, rate and review, um, or get in touch with us at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Next up, a short clip of Gunwash. And, you know, hopefully we get to see you uh, this upcoming Monday, September 21st, 5 to 10 in the backyard at Roberta's website launch party, or visit our new website launching soon. Excellent. I'm Michael Harlan Turkel, your host of food scene and welcome back our show caters to a lot a lot of different people not just reggae people absolutely can you explain can you please explain what a dub plate is kenny mees the co-founder of legendary reggae music collective federation sound explains what a dub plate is on episode 161 of gunwash a dub plate um if you've if you've ever heard like if we could use rap as an example sure. you know, if, if, you, if you've ever heard uh you know a rapper go on the radio station and freestyle a song okay maybe if that rapper was really good in his freestyle he was able to interject everybody's name that was that was in the place okay yeah. um the the the, the, the biggest and best thing about reggae music is, is that if yeah. you if you you can't do this with any other music but if you if you find a song in reggae that you like there's a really really great chance that you can go track down that artist right you can build with that artist um in some cases for a little money in some cases for a lot of money in some cases for free it Our depends on how it works money, out yeah. Yeah. that you can get you know this customized version of the song that you love yeah um and and one of the things that that you know federation has done really taking this to another level is, is that you know everybody voices dubs now everybody has dubs sure non reggae guys have dubs and all yeah. that we have dubs right everybody has dubs so I have dubs. <laughs> yeah. so well <laughs> splitting it is real dubs but we have fake ones <laughs> well, what we started doing is uh you know like when we would get booked for a party um you know if 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 max was booked to do say rihanna's birthday sure we cut dub plates bigging up rihanna on her birthday by right. 
Movado by by big uh, artists like this. Yeah. Um. So we, specials, specials, and 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 and, <laughs> and past dub plate. Well, and and here's what's funny is that <laughs> when you get on this line of doing stuff, it, it 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 goes back to even just like with my girlfriend. Like I got my girl. My girlfriend has dub plates because word. I, I remember when this happened. That's right. Crazy. For her birthday. Your girlfriend right? Has yeah. Dub plates. Yeah. That was sick. Because I wish my girlfriend had dub plates. Because she <laughs> you got dub plates for your birthday. She yeah. she loves the culture so much. She's a Jamaican. She 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 just is about it. So I was like, yo, you know something. Thing. When I have that opportunity to do it, I'm like, yo, you know something? I'm gonna get her a dub. I get, I get her a dub, and uh, and she loses her mind. It's it's better. It's beautiful. It's, it's better than flowers what? and anything else. It's like catching a fish that's really hard to catch. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. And, and by the way, I don't think there's nothing wrong with even. Do you enjoy listening to lengthy conversations about dub plates and dancehall reggae? You're in luck. All 161 wacky episodes of Gunwash are available on HeritageRadioNetwork.org and iTunes.